Hey, welcome back to Green Rapids. Welcome back. It's a nice day for us today as we are recording in early April. Spring oh, is yeah. finally here. Spring is finally here. I have just made the decision I'm not turning my heat back on. <laughs> I think I'm thinking about it. I it turned it off last it night and it hasn't come back on yet, so nope. we'll see how it goes. Oh, there is going to be, I think, because of our um, lovely climate right now um mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna reach back down to like 30 degrees at some point <sighs> later in the week or next week um but that can also change well let's hope it changes because i don't want my baby plants to die um and that's a really exciting part of this year like this this time of the year mm-hmm. it's just the plants i love like nancy and i before we came in and recorded today we sat down and had a little picnic out we did front. have a picnic it just feels good to be able to do that, and it's so good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. So, um, just being out in the sun for sure. Get out in the sun. Sit outside for lunch when you can. Mm-hmm. So, what's our episode about today? Today, our episode is about sustainability from an individual action lens. Um, so, there's different ways that we can approach sustainability. Um, I guess first we should define what is sustainability, though. Mm. Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, <laughs> sustainability is the uh, ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level. Okay. And another way of describing it is the avoidance of the depletion of natural resources in order to maintain an ecological balance. That makes sense. So there's two different ways that we can look at it, right? So there is sustainability... Um, like in a sense of just anything that could be maintained over a long amount of time. Uh, as an example, I have five jobs. Is that sustainable? No. no I will <laughs> approach burnout very quickly if I keep this up. Um, but in terms of like the planet, we really want to focus on not using up our natural resources faster than they can be replaced or regrown. Yep. And I think that's part of it, too, is maintaining. Mm-hmm. I think the term we've been using a lot lately is greenwashing. Yeah. And people will use the word sustainable mm-hmm. to kind of make it seem like they have that practice. And um, that's not necessarily always the truth. So I really like having that um, definition. Mm-hmm. And then if you want like a more um, succinct definition of greenwashing... Greenwashing is the practice of presenting a product or service as being eco-friendly or sustainable um, when, in fact, they're doing something very minimal, like, say, maybe use one less toxic ingredient Mm -hmm. or something like that, instead of actually taking the time to make something that is truly sustainable and non-harmful to people and planet. One that has bothered me for a long time now is the loose term of organic ah there's one little ingredient in it you can call something an organic product yeah Ugh. yeah and like so 99 percent of what you have in there doesn't necessarily have to be organic absolutely so that's one way that greenwashing is done although if you get something that's leaping bunny certified leaping bunny certifies and ch- vets every single ingredient on your product yeah so it's a little bit more rigorous um and it doesn't mean that companies that don't have a Leaping Bunny certification, especially small businesses, they usually can't, like, acquire a lot of that, like, certification because of their scope and capacity. Um, but for large organizations, you definitely want to see a Leaping Bunny certification if yeah. you're worried about that. 
Mm-hmm. And and that also means it's cruelty free as well, right? So they're not testing on animals and mm-hmm. then the products that they're using are sustainable. They actually yep. really are sustainable. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So to that end, um, oh, and then I guess another thing I want to make a differentiation of is uh, between individual sustainability practices and like business or corporate or state or government or national or global sustainable practices. Yeah, so, so more systemic versus like the things yeah, that we do in our day-to-day. Yeah, systemic's a great way to describe it, yeah. So individual action would be um, like something that, for example, like that Erica and I do is we usually pack our cutlery with us. So we try to avoid using plastic cutlery when we eat lunch on the go from places. Um, we carry our water bottles with us so we don't have to purchase plastic water bottles and things like that. Not to say that we're perfect because nobody is. But and it's also not solving all of the issues. It's just lessening our impact. By a little, little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, But like if everybody does that, then obviously it's a like bigger impact. Yeah. And then um, in a future episode, we'll be discussing systemic sustainability and then um, what companies, corporations, governments, etc. can do to be more sustainable. But yeah. today's episode is really just a mishmash of ideas brainstorming, just kind of throwing a lot of things out there to help you take that small step forward. It's the camp slop meal <laughs> of, of sustainability. sustainability as an individual. Yeah. Um, so more or less, it's simple things or more simple things that you can practice in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. so that we can all individually get closer to being um, more sustainable. Like more sustainable um, and hopefully you inspire your friends and family to do the same yeah. and then those ripples will change and then the more we vote with our dollars through like making these efforts, the more things are happy to like you know are likely to change on a larger scale. They are. Um, so, so let's hop yeah. right in. Well, the first on our list was bring your own cutlery or to-go containers. Um, so there are some ways that you can avoid it. If you're going out to eat and you know you're going to have leftovers or you're the kind of person who typically does, um, you can totally bring your own containers. Mm-hmm. Some places might have um, regulations against that, but like bringing it does just kind of put Doesn't that hurt. effort forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bring your own cutlery. That one is super easy. I feel so liberated in doing it. And as an organizer, we attend a lot of um, events and Mm -hmm. like they always feed us. Um, Go to meetings if for the only reason is to get fed. (laughs) But they feed us a lot. And so um, pulling out my cutlery set or my water bottle, like it just promotes that. Yeah. And then people also see you do it and Mm -hmm. they realize like. They're like, oh, you walk the top. Yeah. Look Mm -hmm. at you out here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one really simple one. Um, And then I want uh, Nancy, I want you to do the next because I don't know much about the zero waste chef. Yeah, so when I first started my um, zero-waste journey many years ago, one of the most important, or I guess not important, but one of the most relevant accounts I followed was Zero Waste Chef on Instagram. Um, the Zero Waste Chef name, is, her name is Anne-Mary Banu, and she lives in Northern California. But she is the most like hardcore zero-waster I know of. And on her site, if you go to zerowastechef.com, you'll see right on the top there will be a link that says 50 Ways to Kick Plastic. And she has a list of literally 50 ways to avoid plastic. And I won't, we won't read all of them to you, but I'll read a few. So, for example, there is um, bring your own glass jars and bottles to farmer's markets or those stores where you can buy things from bulk quantities. Um, I think they just call them package-free stores. Shop at the farmer's market whenever you can. 
I drink loose leaf tea, mostly because if you don't know, tea bags are made out of synthetic material, aka plastic, and you're putting boiling hot water into plastic, which is uh, prone to deteriorating under high temperatures. So you're consuming more microplastics that way. So loose leaf tea, tea is a way to go. Um, skip bottled beverages. Carry your water bottle or reusable coffee cup with you. Um, reuse your stuff. So, like, anything that you don't want, just find a way to reuse it, um, either for gardening or something around your house. Yeah, so I'm going to give a big yeah, I was example. Like, Erica, you kind of did something cool. I did. So um, I was really curious about um, just how to be able to garden in my apartment because I don't have any land to put anything on. Um, but then also I have a really small apartment and my cats love to attack my plants. Um, so for anything that I'm growing um, from seed, I really just want to have like a really solid experiment with that. And um, I made a greenhouse out of picture frames. Um, so maybe I can like take a picture and put that on our Green Rapids podcast. That'd be um, cool. But essentially I just... I don't even know how much glue I had to use. They fit together really well. Mm -hmm. Um, They kind of just snugged in. And then I used, um, I believe it was a staple gun (laughs) because they're frames. So it was really thin. Mm -hmm. And then um, the other thing that I did was I have been making little baby gardens um, out of to-go t- containers mm-hmm. so I did make sure that they were food grade safe um yeah, and those with like the clear tops yeah and then um so I ended up using a hydroponic type of system um Ooh. by gluing together two can uh, to go to c- containers mm-hmm. um and then making sure that like water can flow through them and the plants that I'm growing from seed are kind of thriving in it that's amazing um so i mean it was just something that i was going to end up recycling anyway and i kind of felt bad about it and it just sparked in my brain Mm -hmm. um but i've also we talked just before we came here like you can make gardens out of milk cartons Mm -hmm. um you can make um i've seen people make cool hanging plant um even out of like cans and stuff out of cans out of um, plastic bottles they Mm -hmm. like flip it upside down so the cap is what stops it Mm -hmm. and that's a really great way to like release water as well Mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely like I am all about the reusing or Mm -hmm. um upcycling things um I think that's one of the most efficient ways like if you can get two or three uses out of something Mm -hmm. you're saving the planet so much can I plug somebody's Instagram as well yeah of course cool so there's this person um that I follow on Instagram his name is spicy mustache oh that guy he's so cool so there is underscores um before and after his uh, username but he's also um so he's a like urban gardening he has like a whole urban homestead he is so cool and so he shows you how to take every single bit of the food Mm -hmm. that you're growing or cooking and he's like don't throw that away you can make teas out of this you can make you know seasoning for your fries the seasoning one got me but i was like of course it's out of literally like onion skin you know like the stuff that you normally throw away i mean i throw it into my compost or i save it for stock yeah which is okay after which i throw it away but you know but he's literally nice other way of thinking about using it yeah he's using garlic skin Mm -hmm. as seasoning and of course it's gonna give you everything i mean i would i would 
believe that that's how they're doing it mm-hmm. anyway. So mm-hmm. um, another place, yeah, Spicy Mustache um, on Instagram has Is a lot mustache of- with a U. M O U. I guess mustache with the O, because sometimes it's mustache with a U. Well, get because he is um, from London, so yeah. Um, but he does, yeah, organic. It says no dig, so he's just like he's about it. He's about it. Um, but just I also think those are fun ways to kind of get into the zero waste thing. Mm-hmm. Like the videos are exciting to watch, the people are inviting, and you get to learn something while you're just scrolling on your phone doing your mindless stuff that we all do mm-hmm. ditch the plastic wrap is another good one oh. put a play order over it use beeswax wrap. yeah beeswax and you can um re-dip your waps or your waps <laughs> you can re-dip them um you can re-dip your wraps mm-hmm. in beeswax or you can make them at home Mm-hmm. Oh, this is one Nancy does. Hoard glass jars. I have so many. All my friends call me out, but you know what? If you ever need to take food to go from my house, guess what? It's going in the glass going jar. Going in the glass jar. Hey, at least you can see, and it's not just in the butter container. Yeah, <laughs> see, like my family absolutely did the butter containers and the sour cream containers and the yogurt containers. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I use them for other stuff. But I have a hard time using it for food because my brain needs to know what's inside. Oh, my I need to see it. One that I personally do, um, I clean with vinegar and baking soda. Oh, I do that too. Um, I don't wash dishes with handmade dish soap, which I could definitely um, consider doing. But I will add my own dish soap mm-hmm. to like vinegar and water and mm-hmm. lemon and like that gets things as clean as anything else. Yeah. And I just keep using the same glass bottle. Um, if you are like me and have too many jobs to make everything from scratch for your house, um, I use Blue Land. So like my dish soap comes in like a little, it's like a little silicone dispenser, but Blue Land sends me like basically just like little refills for my general cleaner, my dish soap. Which comes in the powder, which is kind of cool. You have the coolest, coolest dish soap. I have like laundry tablets. (laughs) So if you're if you're like I don't have the time to make everything from scratch and be like out here homesteading, that's okay. There's solutions. Um, other than Blue Land, there's also Grove Collaborative. They also yeah. have like a lot of really great refillable options um, to like reduce your plastic waste. And Grove does reoccurring order, mm-hmm. like so they'll send you sustainable box of mm-hmm. things that you prefer, and you can do it like kind of almost like a chewy, but like it's for your cleaning yeah. products mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so another way, uh, brush with a bamboo toothbrush. I also, um, when you can find them, I have a hard time finding them. Cornstarch flossers. Oh. I personally have a hard time with flossing without the pick. Okay. Like that mm-hmm. just helps me so much, like do what I need to do. It like wraps my brain around this. Yeah. I have some like those like plant plastic type of yeah. pick things too. So I do like those a lot, but then I also have like my gloss comes from like i think it's from public goods but it comes like in a little glass jar and i could get refills for it i love that and that's just like such a simple way that's gonna be the same product over and over again i mean the menstrual cup the reusable ones i think that's huge Mm -hmm. um there's so much waste that goes into the other products and some of them are like so bad for you too and then also they're wrapped in plastic yep. and then and they are plastic they are plastic so um some other options would be like 
you can use the cups, which are usually silicone. So mm-hmm. it's not only healthier for you, but then also for the environment, you can boil them. Um, so they're really clean sanitary. Them and sterilize yeah. them. Yeah, the the silicone ones are super duper um, like sanitary. You just, uh, you not to be TMI, to but if you're not into <laughs> just shoving things in there, I like to use the cloth pads. Nancy. I'm just saying. Some people might also feel squeamish about that. Okay. The cloth pads for the one. I use domino pads. And on that note, you can choose to maybe buy one that organically sources theirs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously we did just talk about how it's not always 100% organic, but it mm-hmm. does help not only your health, but the environment. So yeah. it was grown. And also we are stating this as like able-bodied woman without any sort of complications. Totally. Um, that would have us need something a little bit more convenient. Mm-hmm. So obviously like, if this doesn't apply to you, skip it, try something yeah. else. These are all just suggestions. And to be fair, as per saying able-bodied, like I'm not um, immune compromised. Mm-hmm. So my cleaning products that I use might look totally different <laughs> than somebody who is immune compromised. Yeah, somebody who does need bleach to exactly. actually kill every single germ. Yeah. And so I think one thing we can talk about when we're saying like, our individual impacts and how we can change things is we don't want anybody doing something that forces them completely out of their comfort zone that makes Mm -hmm. them like revert back to other lifestyles Mm -hmm. do some things like slowly get yourself into these types of Mm -hmm. things you know you don't have to full send and change your yeah think of this episode (laughs) as a charcuterie board of ideas from which you pick and choose what you want to put on your little plate but if, if you don't, if like it's not for cheese. you, if you're not into little <laughs> tiny pickles, leave them there. It's fine. Yeah. But you're also better off not purchasing a bunch of things that you're going to end up just getting rid of anyway, unless yeah. you're committed to mm-hmm. doing that. So yeah. make sure be it's a conscious consumer, even if you are trying to consume more sustainably. Totally. I've mm-hmm. been there before. Yeah. I can be 100% honest in saying like, I've had ideas where I'm like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And I'm going to be able to do this, that and the other thing. And it'll make it easier. And then I'm like. Did that really save anybody any energy? Did it save me any Mm -hmm. product or any gas or, you know, whatever it is? Mm -hmm. So um, definitely just within your own scope. Yeah. You know what's best for you. We don't know you. I mean, we want to, but we We, don't right now. We would love to know you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Someday. (laughs) But we both do things, I think, that are not considered sustainable practices as Mm -hmm. well. So, like, it doesn't mean that... If you don't do one thing on this list or you're not doing every single thing that somebody mentions, then you're uh, the problem. Mm -hmm. I buy dog treats and they come in plastic bags. I really love long hot showers. Mm. It's my thing. I actually love a hot shower, too. I mean, as I said before, five jobs. That's like my relax. If Nancy doesn't take hot showers, (laughs) she gets in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So yeah, those are just some really great ways from Zero Waste Chef. um, Mm -hmm. And that's somebody you can follow on Instagram, but then also check their website out and get just a whole list of ideas and how to change Mm -hmm. a little bit with us. Yeah. I'll just mention one more because it's like my favorite. Go on. But using shampoo and conditioner bars, like I love my shampoo and conditioner bars. I, I didn't know they made conditioner bars. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look into that as a. I'll have to find you one. Av- Advid conditioner. Uh huh. <laughs> I could probably use a more sustainable option. Yeah. My conditioner and shampoos and products that I use 
are pretty sustainable. Um, they're mm-hmm. free of a lot of chemicals. Yeah. They're cruelty-free and stuff like that. But most of the corporations, mm-hmm. they just it's, they own other non-sustainable practices. Yeah. And so it's better for me, but is it better for everybody? Yeah, that's true. So I would love to look into something like a... F- a conditioner bar. <laughs> it's um, throwing Lush me off. has a great selection. I've heard good things about Lush. I love Lush. And Nancy loves Lush. Nancy loves if Lush. You, if you want to get Nancy a gift. Uh, Lush, if you want to sponsor, my email is nancy <laughs> at uccgr.org. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> Lush, if you're listening. <laughs> Lush, if you're listening. Um, but yeah, but they have a really great selection. But then I also shop from like Maggie Ann Soap, who is a local soap maker. Okay, yeah. Um, and my bar soap comes from Napalera, who's like a Latinx owned bar maker, soap maker. So Nancy's doing better than I am in that department. And I will openly say that. Well, you have to remember, like I was like, I was trying to go legit zero waste for a while before I realized that I would not eat because all food comes in plastic. Yeah. And then I relaxed a tiny bit in the, especially during COVID when things were like extra plastic up for, yeah. you know, anti-germness. Um, but someday, someday I'll be a little, a little better. And we don't want to stress people into doing this. It just becomes exhausting. Think of it as a hobby. Yeah. Or, or maybe as like a puzzle. Make weekly changes or monthly changes. Don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to full send. Yeah. Um, something that you can easily do, which is very enjoyable. It is my form of cardio. Is thrifting. Yeah, I, I thought you said my form of cardio. Oh, I did. Thrifting is my cardio. Mm-hmm. Walking those aisles, girl. I will be out there. Thrifting is so nice. It's kind of meditative, mm-hmm. um, but also secondhand. Also, you don't always have to buy something when you're thrifting. Oh, it's no. nice to just go look. Well, that's what most of thrifting is. Like, mm-hmm. rarely do you get to go out and find an actual item that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but it stops you from, I think, over-consuming as long as you have self-control. Sometimes there are things where I'm like, I know I don't need this and I really want to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but thrifting is not just going through to a thrift shop. You can also go on Marketplace. Um, you can go garage sailing. You can do clothing swaps. Um, so thrifting is essentially just buying something secondhand. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are uncomfortable with that idea. I will quite literally secondhand anything that isn't like undergarment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, and that's because, I mean, there's there's really no point in me purchasing something brand new. One, I'm saving so much money by doing that. Yeah. But two, it's the footprint. Um, the way I see it is I can have any clothing item that I ever want if I thrift it and I don't have to feel bad because I didn't become a consumer Mm -hmm. and a huge part of, you know, some of the humanitarian issues that we face are things like people getting paid nothing in terrible work environments because they have to make textiles for clothing and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so me not contributing to that go files down so many ways yeah um and it kind of they i don't know they feel like they have a little life yeah i mean you've heard of mary Kondo, right she believes like all objects have a soul so it's kind of nice that you're like saving them from like landfill or something yeah like and that. you're really saving it from landfill so like donation spots are a great way to get rid of something if you no longer use it um, but you know that it's still a good product, don't throw it away. Just 
do not mm-hmm. <laughs> bring it to any place. And I'm not plugging these places because they're the ones I specifically think you should go to, but just because they're available everywhere. You can go to a Salvation Army. You can go to a Goodwill. You can go to a lot of these places are going to be um, religious-based spaces. Um, but if you know a friend who own, runs a thrift shop or a secondhand store, go to them first. Mm-hmm. Um, because throwing it away is just simply not uh, sustainable. Yeah, agreed. It's not a sustainable practice. It it fills our landfills, and then it also creates more of our forever problems that we're having. Yeah, um, and also if you do have clothing that you need to get rid of, but that it's not, like if it's not like donation-worthy, like if you wouldn't give it to a friend, um, there is a thing called a take-back bag, which you can buy at 4days.com. That's F-O-R-D-A-Y-S. Um, and they'll basically, you can basically fill up this bag with, for example, like your ratty tank tops that are just like threadbare and like yeah. worn thin, uh, clothes with holes in it that are like not fashionable holes, etc. <laughs> um, and then you can s- stick them all in the bag and then send it back to four days and they will actually recycle those fibers and make it into brand new clothing. That's beautiful. Um, especially because most clothing is plastic based yeah a lot of clothing is plastic based and the amount of cloth that goes into landfills is like astonishing Mm -hmm. um so definitely just consider the hand-me-downs like that there's no shame in that game um i just got a whole bag of clothes from my friend and i'm like i'm sad i love it you know one of my friends did she like set up her basement like if it was a yard sale and it was just full of stuff that she didn't need or want anymore yes and it was like free shopping it was super fun that's another thing on our list it's kind of um trash nothing which nancy can explain but it's a bartering Uh, system Mm -hmm. for your goods that you're no longer using Mm -hmm. so there's an app called trash nothing and on it you can request things that you need so say for example you're like hey like my child wants to learn piano does anybody have a second hand piano they don't use anymore somebody can fulfill your request and the rules of trash nothing that it, it everything is free no money is exchanged um so you can get a piano and then um but you can also offer things up on it so for example in the past i've offered up like you know had like a little like a set of like glass beads or something that i just wasn't using anymore so i offered it up and then left it on my porch for the person to come pick it up. And then they came pick it up. Um, so just anything that you feel was, like, too clunky or weird to donate. And maybe also, like, too clunky or weird to try and sell. Just put it on Trash Nothing. Um, and then somebody will come probably hit you up. Take it off your hands. It sounds almost like... Um, it can be bartering, but it can also be like a pay it forward kind of situation. Uh-huh. Like, you know, being on there, like if I'm going to go pick something up, I'm more likely to put something out there as well. Be- yeah. Like for just the the good of mm-hmm. the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the books. Yeah. Like the book boxes that you mm-hmm. see around. It's yeah, like, it's go ahead and take one if you don't have one to leave. Mm-hmm. But the next time you pass it, you're more likely to throw one in there. Yeah. Or next time you have a book that you're like, oh, I haven't really needed this book in a while. You're more likely to take it to a little free library. Ugh, I love the trash nothing. I mm-hmm. didn't even um, know yeah. that that was a thing. Yeah. And then there's groups for it on Facebook, too. Okay. Um, I think they call them either trash nothing groups. And you can just look at them like from your city name. Um, or I think some people also call them free cycling. Um, okay, wait. Free cycling. free cycling. That is a 
uh, that's an opportunity that was seized. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love me. Somebody took it and ran with it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Another one that I want to mention while we're talking about getting rid of things is making sure that if we are disposing of things, so there are things in your life that um, you shouldn't donate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are things in your life that you shouldn't trash. Um, so some of those things are going to be plastic bags mm-hmm. and you can bring your plastic bags to places like Target. So at the front of the store, they will have... At Meyer Toy, I think. Uh, yeah, Meyer Target. A lot of these places will have a place for you to bring your plastic bags. Mm-hmm. So if you keep them in excess, like a lot of people do... Although Meyer does have paper bags, so just so you know. Meyer definitely has paper bags. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the topic of just like disposing of things properly, Lowe's will take your batteries light bulbs, mm-hmm. different things that you're not sure how to dispose of. Batteries have, yeah, they have acid like a whole in section them. of like weird recyclable things and yeah. it's like a whole like you just dunk it into the right little hole. Yeah, well, and we've all seen like a battery that's corroded. It's because mm-hmm. there's acids inside yeah. of them and batteries will not only melt through Alkaline. things mm-hmm. um, completely and they can really hurt you, but also like they're really destructive to our environment for that yeah, same reason. Light bulbs typically have, um, they're coated on the inside with a chemical that you really don't want to inhale, um, which means you also don't want it going into your soil or into mm-hmm. the air. And then the last one would be electronics. Electronics are stocked full of things that are incredibly hard to separate mm-hmm. um, and they cannot be recycled unless that's done properly. And so a place like Best Buy will take your electronics back. Mm-hmm. I will be very transparent in saying that these are all corporations with that being said they're corporations that create these issues and so they should absolutely have systems yeah, that take they should them absolutely back. take the responsibility for taking those things back yeah mm-hmm. so if you don't have a better solution um, but you are a consumer of some of these items which i promise you are of every single one maybe the plastic bags not <laughs> i mean but i'm a consumer of plastic bags by yeah accident, I i've sometimes. not prepared i'm like sorry well but sometimes like I'm buying a product and somebody puts it in a bag without asking or I'm not paying attention or maybe I really did need something to carry that in. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, um, some most of these things you can't avoid. So just make sure that if you are using them, uh, that we're disposing of them properly. Absolutely. And then there's one, here's one that is sort of related to your previous point about thrifting. My least And one that I'm also... A big proponent of, but also occasionally hypocritical of, which is avoiding fast fashion. Yes. And maybe we can give a definition of fast fashion. Yes. So fast fashion is, you like how I just pull these off the cuff? Dude, I mean, I kind of know them, but I'm really wordy. And you are like an encyclopedia. Like, <laughs> you that just, was my nickname in high school. You're so good at it. So I'm going <laughs> to let you go off and just like tell us what fast fashion is. That's funny. Uh, so fast fashion is fashion that's produced in amounts, quantities, and materials that are not planet friendly. So a lot of times they'll produce an, they'll produce an excess of items in order to keep costs low. And the items that are not sold are thrown away. Most of these products are also created with um, slave labor or, or labor that's very close to slave labor, mm-hmm. which is why you get those very, very, very cheap plastic, I mean, prices. And they're also made with unsustainable materials, um, usually all polyester. And then also they're not made to last. So by you buying them, you're also buying something that's meant to go to the landfill. Yeah. So fast fashion is basically just creating fashion for the moment without consideration for planet people. Um, and that's why we don't like it. And we know that 
um, fast fashion. I mean, usually it's like very low quality clothes. And Super so hot. people really kind of wear it with the idea of wearing it once and getting rid of it or yeah. wearing it a couple of times. And I think like I'm going to be totally honest. That idea is so broken. I mm -hmm. do not understand the concept of purchasing something and understanding. Oh, I can tell you where it came from. Ooh. So according to my <laughs> fashion teacher, Prissy Ratcliffe, from a community community college many, many years ago. Um, fast fashion actually came about as a, like from the demand came from social media. So before social media, most people had one or two special occasion dresses that they would wear for Christmas or Easter or other family gatherings. And it was fine because they only saw these people every, you know, a couple times a year. But with the advent of Facebook, MySpace and other things like that, and then, you know, a lot of times the only times you take photos are during the holidays. Well, what are you wearing during your holidays? Your special occasion clothes that you only have a couple of. So because um, you were starting to have like this record of your outfits on social media that created yeah. and then, you know, people didn't want to be seen as like outfit repeaters because for some reason there's a shame about that. Do you know what it is? Um, I think Liz we've talked about this before. Lizzie McGuire? Lizzie McGuire. I don't know what that is. Kate yeah. called her an outfit repeater mm -hmm. and that has stuck in my head forever. And even if that's not the reason, it's the reason for me. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's part of that's been exacerbated by social media, though, right? It, it 100% um, So has. people needed really outfits for the moment, for the photo and then never to be worn again. Or maybe to be worn once or twice more before the washer destroyed them. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of just this trend of destruction and purchasing things for literally no reason, mm -hmm. um, I hate the videos where mm -hmm. people just, like, destroy stuff for no reason. Oh, I hate that so much. Like, makeup destruction. Or, like, the... Or, like, have you seen, like, the those, like, content creators that pour, like, a whole gallon of milk into a cup and just let it... Like, why? Why has that become a trend? Like, I really want to it's wrap so disgusting. with that right now. Uh -huh. Like, that gallon of milk. Let's really conceptualize this. The amount of water it takes to get one gallon of milk, I think, is like four times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Our fresh water <laughs> in our planet is 1% of use. All of the water that we have, 3% is fresh and 1% is available for consumption. And when we're talking about consumption, I think that's also consumption for animals. Agriculture is huge. So, like, yeah, it might just be one video or it might just be a trend, but you're wasting an entire gallon of milk. I don't know. I, or I see people, like, uh, I, I see weird things where people just do these, like, random experimental things. Like, why are we able to just, like, do this at large scales for, like, a 10-minute video? Mm-hmm. And then what did you do with all of that, like, waste, the packaging it came in and all of that stuff? It just makes me really wonder, like, how we've reached this point of overconsumption that is so normalized. It's so normalized and... Uh, but it starts with things like the picture. Media. Well, it's it's really like the Christmas card. Yeah. Right? Like, every year yeah. you had to have a different, uh -huh. or, you know, whatever. But now it is. It's... The, the daily Christmas card, the yeah. outfit of the day. Yeah, and then, like, now we probably also go to more events than we did just, like, you know, Christmas at Grandma's or something, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, now we, it's, there's, like, the Friends Christmas or Friendsgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just having more outfits has kind of created a demand for fast fashion. So what, um, obviously, the way to combat that is to just, like, be an outfit repeater. 
Plain and simple. Be an outfit or even just sustainably source your clothes and then make sure that you're creative mm-hmm. about how you put them together. I have like certain piece items that I wear all the time, yeah. but I always try to make it a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of older clothes were made to last, to, well, to last, but they're also made with like uh, less plastics in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of avoid that. Yeah. Maybe just look into the places if you are like, mm-hmm. I know sometimes it's avoidable. Yeah, that could be really, and like I know ethical fashion outside of thrifting can be pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. So if you niche things like kind of specific and also not expensive. Yeah, there is cider. I mean, they are fast fashion uh, shopcider.com, but they actually do not overproduce things. They produce things kind of almost like as they're ordered. So as soon as like the numbers or something start going down, they stop producing it. So they try to be very careful about not overproducing things, which, you know, it's a start. Yeah, it is a start. And again, just like um, individuals, we do have to give people credit that they can't just jump on and do mm-hmm. all things um, in the most perfect way that we yeah. all make mistakes. But Although, you know, now that I think about it, thr- thrifting would be a good way to replace that fast fashion thing because you could just like thrift a new outfit every year and that's sustainable. Nancy, Not every year, but, you know, for every I'm, occasion. I'm going to tell you right now, my jacket my earrings, my dress, mm-hmm. and my shoes thrifted? are all thrifted. Thrift. I have biker shorts on and otherwise my bra and underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Literally almost my entire outfit is thrifted. Mm-hmm. It, and it, does it look at all like I'm wearing somebody else's clothes for and every those event? lovely boots that you gave me, the cowboy boots. Thrifted. Thrifted. Anywho, so you okay, can anyways. still – but you can still live – the life you want to live you d- you can still have a brand new outfit every week mm-hmm. you know just make sure you donate the clothes that you're not wearing and yes. make sure that you p- possibly thrift them or get it from a friend or borrow a dress from your sister mm-hmm. whatever works um i would also like to highlight two scientists that are doing a lot of really great work in terms of um like fighting the plastic industry and just being like more eco-conscious um, one is Dr. Imari Walker Franklin, and um, her website is imariwalker.com. That's I-M-A-R-I-W-A-L-K-E-R.com. But she is an analytical chemist, an environmental engineer, and microplastics researcher. So if you need to know, like if you're curious about like what's in your clothing, what's in your water, what's in your food... Um, and anything like that, she can tell you, I mean, you know, she's doing research on this. So there's, she's just like a fountain of information on microplastics and their proclivity, like how common they are. And then also like their health impacts. And it's nice to reference people who have knowledge. Uh, you don't have to have a degree to know about microplastics and why or how to avoid them. But you can read about what the people with the degrees, right? You can. And then learn that way. We, we appreciate them so much for yeah. that. I mean, I have a degree in art, so, yeah. you know. But, like, I would totally listen to you about what to do. <laughs> I mean, you are an artiste. I am an artiste. Um, and then the other one person. Dr. Ayana Elizabeth Johnson. And she. Um, She's so cool. 
she's a marine biologist um, and so does a lot of work around the coral reefs, but also is um, the co-creator of Nancy's, well, one, one of, of my, Nancy's one favorite podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts, podcasts, which is How to Save a Planet. Yeah. Um, so in it, she's really good. I mean, because she is a marine biologist, she gets to firsthand see a lot of the effects of climate change and like you know bad fishing practices and especially like plastic pollution on our oceans and how it affects sea life so if you're curious kind of about like the more like impact level um that's more like kind of like nature or ocean centered definitely recommend looking at her um her work as well so she founded the urban ocean lab which is a think tank for like trying to figure out how coastal cities in the future are gonna thrive and survive with like rising sea level changes um and obviously like some species of fish becoming rare or extinct or inedible due to microplastics yeah and when that happens too like it's not just one fish or one animal like that it it impacts the entire ecosystem Mm -hmm. so i think when we see like polar bears you know, know, we don't really, th- but we don't really think about like that's touching my life. Yeah, because that seems so far. It seems so far away, but I think, although I I dislike that we need this example mm-hmm. when you realize how closely it touches your life or touches the environment that you are directly, mm-hmm. um, we are m- much more likely to make yeah changes. Which, to be fair, is an evolutionary trait. If you were to have empathy for all the suffering in the world, you would probably want to delete yourself. Uh, speaking from personal experience, <laughs> <laughs> I've empathized enough to the point where I'm like, uh, can I disappear for just like 20 minutes? <laughs> I just need a break. Into the abyss, please. Uh-huh. Um, so it is, that is very much the truth. Yeah. So the closer things are to home, the more likely you are to care about them. Um, what is sometimes hard for us to know, especially in this day and age of massive um, interconnectivity, Yeah, is that like our web of what seems close is sometimes uh, incomprehensibly in- incomprehensibly large. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's also another reason why Nancy and I want to highlight some of the things that are happening in Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. um, because even if it is your neighbor, it still is probably going to touch your life, or maybe you can look at it differently, knowing mm-hmm. that like it's a block away from you. Yeah. Because um, some people just don't know like the the differences and the mm-hmm. disparities that people face. Yeah. I think we covered all of we our We covered faces. most. I mean, yeah. Do you want to talk about our call to action? Yeah. So pick something from our mishmash posh charcuterie board of sustainability suggestions. Um, make yourself a cool little sustainability plate and Ooh. take that with you. That was so cute. Thanks. I love a charcuterie board. <laughs> but also like the visual. I was like picturing little sustainable things on my board. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like oh, maybe I could pack a bag to go grocery shopping. Yeah. And I don't go to Starbucks anyway. Yeah. Stuff and, like that. and you can pick one and see if it works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you really, it doesn't resonate with you. Yeah. Like if you're like, I guess I really don't like bruschetta cheese. Try something else. I love that. And then um, we want to remind you that May is coming up. No mo May. No mo May. Turn those lawnmowers off. Hold off until what comes after May, June. Uh, just because like well, in May, <laughs> sorry. No, that was cute. Um, during May is when like a lot of our pollinators are first coming out of hibernation. And we want to leave a lot of those first 
um, areas of shelter and food available to them until other things come into bloom. So hold up on mowing your lawn just yeah. a little bit. And then the, the longer your grass is, I think it retains, like it holds on to the water longer, doesn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, you'll have healthier grass for the rest of the summer, hopefully. Yeah. Or you can kill your grass. Or you can just kill the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think what this episode really is, is it's not just about sustainability. I think it's about having um, intention behind our actions. Mm-hmm. If you can just maybe filter through one action a week where you know, like, mm, maybe this is contributing to something that I don't appreciate. Mm-hmm. That would make everybody's life a better. Yeah. Just uh, without overwhelming yourself, especially if you are anxiety prone, yeah. just consider the domino effects of your actions. Yeah. But um, be gentle with yourself. We're all human. We're all figuring it out. Give yourself grace. I am not perfect. Nancy is not perfect. Oh, no. We do things I that would I ate salad not- out of a plastic container today. That's... I um, have a picture of this, so we have proof that it happened. (laughs) No, there are a list of things Mm -hmm. that I do that I know is not best in practice um, or even sometimes best for my own health. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to get on myself for that because I do a lot of things that counteract that. So pick your counteractions out of your charcuterie board. Plant a tree. Plant a tree. (laughs) 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 uh, End a sentence. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. throw down some pollinator flower seeds you know whatever just basically try to i mean i'm a libra i'm always like you know what just balance balance yeah. balance everything balance everything um but also bring help bring balance to the world around you mm-hmm. yeah in our next episode we're going to be talking with janet from the grand rapids climate coalition so Ooh. tune in for that next next week so thank you for listening to another episode of green